Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories. I'm going to talk as fast as I can. Let's see how fast I can get. I'm Joe List. That's Mark Norman. And uh, Shelby's on the ones and twos. And Mark's in Houston. I'm in New York. Hey, that was kind of fun. Hey, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad. The Micro Machine guy. Remember him? Yeah, of course. That guy was amazing. Yeah, he made a career off of talking fast. And he was on like 18 commercials and then nothing. Well, you know what's weird? I'm in the... Reached an age now where I'm finally feeling the a great uh, Brandy Carlisle song, beginning to feel the years, uh-huh. and I'm starting to do this thing where I'm like, that guy's probably 75 years old. Yes, I think like, about that too. I keep doing all this crazy math of being like, when I was in high school, my mother was younger than me. Yeah, yeah. now <laughs> you do like, do that math. I mean, it's all I can think about. Like, that album came out 30 years ago. And, like, like music, I feel like I've already talked about this shit on the show, but, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is now as old as, like, Rear Window was when we were kids. Uh, I know, I know. Isn't that weird? It's, it's very strange. And thinking about our teacher's age, like, looking back and thinking, like, my English teacher was, like, 26 when yes. she was my teacher. And you thought she was 90. Yeah, exactly. Everybody and hey, here's what my, you know. Really, when it really kicks in is when you're they're making movies about the '90s. Like when we were young, it was like, well, they made, they based a movie in the '50s. How kooky! How oh, look at the '50s. Oh, soda pop and convertibles. And now you're like, this is a movie about the '90s. I was in that. Yeah, it's it's very strange and to like. Uh, to like say I grew up in the '90s, which is like yes. three three decades ago, is strange yes. it, and. It, yeah, it's very bizarre. It makes you realize, like, hey, this we think of this as our time, but you're just another bag of bones and, and thoughts and jizz, and uh, you're going to die, and then the next group will die, and they're going to think they're hot shit, they're going to die, and it, it makes you realize we're all just a couple of lemmings on a gay conveyor belt. Well, th- this is our time, and well, those people true. had their time, and then we'll be dead. It's so strange. Life will just yeah. shuffle on. And this is like our time to be 38 or 36. Why couldn't you say 35 or 39? Um, (laughs) Cool Hand Luke. I mean, Cool Hand Luke, that movie's 70 years old now or whatever the fuck. 67, 87, 97, 2007, 2017. It's 43 years old. And he's dead. That guy, Luke, is gone. He ain't cool. He died in the movie. His body's cool. What? Uh, I said he died in the movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lucas Jackson. But... What's crazy, like, so my wife is older than I am, and my mother had me young. So mm. when my mother was my wife's age now, oh, I was out weird. of high school. I was like a drunk. I was 20 wow, years old. Oh, that's wild. Isn't that weird? It's, it's weird, man. It's kooky. It's gay. It's all over the road. I, I don't know how to process it, but it just makes you realize, like, I better fucking rip it up while I'm here, you know? Do something. Create something. Make a movie. Do a comedy special. You got to have something. You gotta leave your your Mark Norman. Yeah, you gotta leave your Mark, and uh, I don't know. You take a black light to my clothes, and there's marks all over the place. That's true. Little little me's. Um, 
Hey, I've got to give a shout out to a fan whose name I don't even have. I'm just thinking about because I looked at it, but uh, he's a big runner, professional runner. And he said, hey, I know you've been running. You're a runner. Your wife and you run. And he sent me a bunch of gear. He sent me some ah. sneaks and Sarah some sneaks and some shots. Right. I love and gear. Love a good gear. I'm not a gear head, but I do like <laughs> gear. Yeah, um, well, you're really grinding my gears there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we're old and it's weird and uh, my father's gay. Happy Father's Day yes, out there. That's right. I got to make it awkward. My dad pulled this when I texted him. Happy Father's Day. Don't worry. Calling in a bit. You know, just like, hey, throwing it out there. I didn't forget. And then he goes, I'm about to go to your brother's house with your mom. We're all going to be together. You should call then. I was like, ah, I'm such a selfish cunt in my head. I'm like, that just means more talking to the family. Brutal, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky my father and I, we don't have that kind of thing. There's no phone talk. It's a text. First thing yeah. in the morning, 9.30, he writes back, you know, love you, the YA, and uh, <laughs> that's that's a wrap on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're good, we're done, we move on. Well, see, my dad, he's similar to that, but he's a conniving cunt where he's going, oh, well, well, well call me when I'm at your brother's house, so it, the, the load's off me, too. He's he's a clever little rabbit. Oh, totally. No, no one wants a one-on-one in no. any situation. No man and, and child, for sure. No, there's about three people I'm okay one-on-one, and it's my wife, my priest, and my uh, rabbi. Rabbi. <laughs> and they all walk into coming. a bar. <laughs> um, hey, folks, get on the Patreon. Our Patreon is really plateaued we're grateful but we'd like to see a little spike in cases if you know what i mean yeah yeah let's florida it up over there you know go to the beach without your uh, shirt on and no mask and let's patreon it up because we're, we're breaking down our old sets and i'm getting some cool tweets about how much people are enjoying that i mean you get to see comics uncomfortable shitting on their own act and talking about it it's, it's a lot of fun yeah that was a that was a weird feeling because i went through a range of emotions of fear to watch my old set, and then also a little acceptance, and then a little like, hey, that was pretty good. Yeah. I had yeah. a little pride. You know, I came a long way and did some good stuff. My, I had a nice Sears outfit, a hand-me-down John Fish L, uh, outfit, but it's yeah. pretty fun. We watched an old set of yours that I thought was great. And, oh, um, thanks. Of course, we got uh, the live episodes on there. And, oh, uh, yeah. We might start bringing some guests in maybe and – Lotta. I mean, there's so many queefs from on the road. All kinds of guests in there that we just did in our hotel rooms, our basement, our father's house. So, yeah, go check it out. You can you can join for five bucks a month, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hot one, and uh, get a shirt, get the Patreon, help us out. And the more you subscribe, the more content will blow on your uh, taco there. So, you, you also help get, us, we'll help you. You also get the videos a week early, which is nice. Ooh. You don't have to wait around for that Viz video. People still cannot get on board with that. They're, every time I look at the comments, hey, how come uh, this is uh, the old one? I think I've seen this. Am I having deja vu? Did I have a stroke? You know, can I not get it up? But I'm like, no, we've talked about this. The Patreon gets it first. Um, yeah, so check it out. People, people love the video. They want to watch videos. So go over there and get it. Now, speaking of the pod, I got to address some things from last week's episode. I've been I've been catching all kinds of flack from the what? people. What? You got Oof. flack? What happened? Oh, my God. I got buried. It was like a firing squad out here. Roberta Flack hit me. Well, first of all, I mean, this podcast, very irreverent. We're saying crazy shit, wild shit. We're talking about, you know, all kinds of goofy stuff. Oh, yeah. The most controversial thing we've ever said was last week... 
I said golden retrievers are dumb. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> tweets. People showed up at my house. I got a Molotov cocktail thrown up my asshole. Uh, there's a Mazel brick top. through my window. I mean, they are the dumbest dogs. Though. I think it's it's a fact. No, I mean, no. Not, come on. They're the fourth smartest dog. They're known for this. Sm- You're fucked now. You're gonna get uh, this shit. Well, who's up? Who's number one? Snoop. I thought Poodle, well, th- first of all, let me just explain myself. I had to send Please. out a tweet because I, I, I hired a <laughs> PR person. <laughs> Not to mention, by the way, we talked about the idea of fucking a dog for 25 minutes. Three yeah, people well, were upset about that. Don't fuck a puppy. That'll get you in real trouble. Well, let me just say, that was another thing. People were like, you're disgusting. A couple, couple people. And I'm like, I didn't fuck a dog. I don't want to fuck a dog. It's a comedy show. Yeah. I was just making a point that if you pet a dog, they really just... Lay back and, you know, spice it up. Yeah, dogs are creeps. They they really just, I mean, like, it just feels like you have, the dog just loves you. I mean, obviously, no one's having sex with a dog. I, I can't believe I have to address that to the two people that were upset about that. But these golden retriever people, again, I know nothing about dogs. I know you got, uh, you know, four hoofs and uh, some fur. A waggy tail, a floppy ear. They lick their own dent genitals. Some don't even have a tail. Some, they cut the tail off. What's up with that? It's a nub. It, it freaks me out. I don't know what does up with that. Maybe because it covers their asshole and they shit into their tail? Oh, maybe. But it, it it tries to wag sometimes, and it's all wonky. You know, his butt's moving, and there's nothing nothing wiggling there. It looks like a, like a Lorena Bobbitt thing where you're like, that should be a movement. It, but it's it just- looks like... The, remember remember uh, Shallow Hal? Did you ever see that movie? Yes! Yes, the tail! He's got the little tail there. By the, By way, the way, what a drop-off for Alexander. I mean, I like Shallow Hal, and I like the Fairley Brothers, but it was like, he's the king of Seinfeld, George Costanza, and then he can't get a gig, his TV show gets canceled, whatever, Bob Patterson, and then Oof. he has to become the, the creepy tail friend. But that's the best thing he's done since Seinfeld, though. <laughs> well, maybe Curb. Oh, yeah, he was pretty great on Curb. Um, but no, I hear you. Isn't that scary? Yeah, I mean that's the way it goes. But uh, but Julia that's, Dreyfus, that's scary. But the alternative, even scarier, never doing anything good. True, true. Yes, yes. Most people never even get uh, one hit. Um, Wonder. But any jizz. Where was I going there? Where did oh, I? Oh, the dog fucking fucking the a dog. poodle, smart oh. poodle, anal, dingleberry. So I don't know nothing about a dog. I was dog sitting for a dog owner. Now, this guy owns a dog. He's owned sure. a series of dogs, and he's the one that gave me the info. And this happens a lot. People give you info, and you go, oh, that must be, I don't know anything about this. They know stuff about this. They must be right. And then you go spread that seed everywhere, and eventually someone's like, that doesn't, that dog don't hunt. That's not correct. Right. So I've been, he kept telling me that a poodle, the, the golden doodle's a mix of a poodle, which is very smart, and a golden retriever, which is very dumb. I heard this thing nine times from him. So I'm tweeting and emailing and sending out letters saying golden retrievers are dumb. Well, I mean, I never got more flack in my whole life. <laughs> well, they're a beloved dog. They're the star of every sitcom family, you know, the Frisbee catch in the mouth. We all love a golden, but here's, here's the bigger picture. This is very interesting. So you got a dog guy telling you all these dog facts, and you don't know anything about dogs. So you just go with it. It's almost like you got a racist dad, and he's saying these people are dumb, these people are lower, and you're just a young buck. He doesn't know anything, and you're just absorbing it. 
Learned behavior, yes. Yes, learned. So Fetch. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying go talk to this fella. He's got the bad info. And by the way, I mean, if I may defend myself, fourth smartest dog. Every human's smarter than dogs. So, I mean, you yeah. got four levels down than a human. It's still pretty dumb. And I want to say I'm, I'm grateful for the couple people that tweeted and said, hey, no need to apologize. I got a golden retriever and it's a fucking moron. So You see? You see? I mean, maybe they're like people. Some are dumb and some are smart. But I'm, I'm sorry to everybody I offended. Golden retrievers are very smart. They read books and they vote Democrat. Whatever it is that makes <laughs> something smart, they do it. Uh, so the vegan, pro-choice. Yeah, I get it, but... What's number one? Did we look it up? Call in uh, if you know. Shelby, could you give that a Google? Maybe text us or something if you're not too busy on the other line there. Shelby is not on the horn, but he's he's available to us. Yes, so, yeah, feel free to text. Number one it, smart is Pooch. It's got to be Poodle, if, unless this guy Why has poodle? really horrific. What are you going on Poodle? What's your hang up on the poo? Because that's what he kept telling me. Oh, you see? You got the bad dad telling you Asians are stinky and Jews are evil. So maybe... Maybe he's way off on Poodle, too, but uh, Golden Retriever was number four. I just gave it a quick Google, because as soon as I saw that first tweet, a guy quoted, Golden Retrievers are dumb, Joe List, and Ouch. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is not going to be good, and he quoted me. You got to quote this other asshole. Wow. Wouldn't that be crazy if this is what ended you? Out of all the things we've said on here, the Golden Retriever thing got you canceled. Oh, here it is. Shelby's coming through big. Number one, Border Collie. Ah. Uh, I hey, don't even know what that those is. Borders. What does that look like? I don't know what a border collie is. Border collie. I know what a collie is. What's a collie? A collie is, uh, you know, cauliflower. It's like, uh, it looks like a golden retriever, but it's it's a little beefier, and the hair isn't as wispy. I, uh -huh. I, I, it's hard to explain a dog's look. Now, there's border collie and there's border texty. Texty? Yeah, call, text. Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> I'll kill myself after. Number two is Poodle. Oh, okay, okay. You were right on with the pood. So Poodle's up there. Number three, of Sorry, course, they're known. You. They're known for their uh, engineering, the German Shepherd. Germans are good. They've had some I mean, bad ideas, but, you know. They're efficient people. They get shit done. And I assume that the list that uh, Shelby sent, that ends with those three, Border Collie, Poodle, German Shepherd. And from what I saw, number four is Golden Retriever. And here's a photo of the uh, the, the thing we just were talking about. I don't know if you can see that there on the video. Which That's one's one that, a Collie? That's the Collie. Oh, I was way off. All right. I thought your description fit. Oh, all right. I'll take it. I don't yes. know. I mean, I, I wasn't listening, but it seemed good. You fit the description. That's what I say. So um, my apologies. Well, now I want to know what the dumbest dog is. Like, what's the big fucking idiot dog? Probably a Boston Terrier. No offense to my people. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He that dog's just like, yeah. Homo. Yeah, he just like, <laughs> he goes to the gay pride parade and yells at him, barks at him. He's I like, don't know. fucking queer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I had a dog when I was a kid, and it was the same dog from uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, a Toto dog. A Toto. And I had the same hair. So my dad, it was a black-haired dog, and I was a black-haired douche. And my dad uh, called me Toto for a while. Then the dog got eaten by ants. Come on. Well, not eaten, but it died from an <laughs> ant pile. An ant pile? What? First of all, you sounded like Bob Seger for a minute. It was a black-haired dog, and I was a black-haired man. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so wait, all right, give me this ant story because this this sounds a little fishy. Well, you know, I lived in a rough, uh, rough section of NOLA, and uh, this dog was not cut out for my hood. And he he was sheltered and literally sheltered. And we picked him up, and he was cute, and he was little, and he was he was a nice little guy. He didn't have a bad bone in him. And one day he went out and started digging through an ant pile because they're you know it's a big pile of dirt. It's fun, and he a starts hill. rolling. It's a hill. He died on that hill, and he's rolling around it like a chinchilla because it's all fun dirt. And he didn't realize he's getting all these ants on him. And these are, uh, you know, black ants, so they didn't hold back, and uh, they bit the hell out of him. And it bit him so much he died. Like, but did he die? Did he get like poisoned, and he was sick? And then you went to the vet, and they were like, he's got ant bites, and or did he like legs up, fucking covered in ants, dead? Legs up like a cartoon. They they swarmed him. Uh, you could even see him. He was so covered, like eyeballs eating the eyeballs, and the in the mouth. I mean, in the ears. It was out of a horror movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ants with a Z. Boy, they really upped the ante. <laughs> he uh, said uncle. Oh, boy. I'm I'm off on this step. I'm sorry. The dog no. stuff's got me down. But uh, no, Golden Retriever, you're, you're killing it. Well, good for the ants. I heard uh, there was a bit that I used yeah. to love. Someone in Boston had a bit about how if you kick an ant hill over or an ant pile, as you guys say in New Orleans, evidently, yes. if you kick over an ant hill, they don't pause they just immediately start working to rebuild the hill yes that's right they're they're better than us they're they're not lazy and uh the guy i forget the comic he had the bit he's like come on all of them there's got to be one guy that's Ah. like what the fuck are you fucking kidding me no way i'm out of here and he did a whole act out and it was a great bit i loved the bit that's great i love that angle it's a funny angle and then of course they can lift the equivalent of a car a 10 times their weight or 100 times their weight that's right, and they have ant farms. They literally farm. You should be farming. <laughs> what do you mean? They growing crops or what? No, you never seen an ant farm as a kid. You had the little green thing with the clear plexiglass, and it had the the dirt in it. And you throw a couple ants in there. Within two days, they got tunnels built, and they're doing an underground railroad, and they're 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 lifting turnips and beets. They build a farm. But I thought that was just a term for like where they live. Are they actually farming? Are they planting seeds and it's and a thing you out? buy. Give it a goog. It's crazy. It's a thing you buy and you put a couple ants in it. You throw a few speckles of dirt, maybe a, a half an onion rind, and you put that in there. And before you know it, they got a they got a, a city center. They're building you know like uh, suburbs in there. Well, I've seen the farm. I know about the farm, but I thought farm was just a general term for. Do they feed themselves off the farm? I mean, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're incredible creatures. Also, if an ant was our size, he'd be faster than a Ferrari. Fun fact. No kidding. Goog. Wow, that's wild. I'm, not, I don't, I'm saying no kidding as in wow. I'm not saying uh, yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no, I get it, but they're, they're a hell of a little Nazi, and that's why they were so fun in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the, the Dick. Remember the ant? Yes, I remember the ant. They had the little... <laughs> The crumb hanging off the front. Yes, the crumb, the I, crumb, Harry Crumb. I, I love that redheaded kid. He's in uh, Big, and he's in Honey yes. I Shrunk the Kids, and he, and he was good. overboard. He had three hits, and he was out. He was big, and he was really funny, and he reminds me of Matt Wayne. He's got a Matt ah, Wayne feel. I can see that hockey jersey, kind of eighties kid. Yeah, I can see that. Quick with By the, the way, lip. 
Matt Wayne, one of the funniest guys. I think he's he's on the Patreon somewhere. There's a live episode with him. One of the uh, funniest guys ever. One of my favorite comics, Buffalo Guy. I, I shot this short film with Robert Kelly and myself and Sarah. And there's a scene with a fart. And we looked up. We went to YouTube and pulled up some fart sounds. You know, Sarah and I love a fart joke. Sure. And we, we plugged him in. It just wasn't sounding real. It was sounding like somebody making fart noises. Yeah. So I said, I know who's got good farts. Matt Wayne has the funniest, best farts. I texted him. I said, hey, buddy, we need a fart over here. Step on it. <laughs> He's like break glass for a fart. You know, he's an emergency. He's tremendous. So he said, I mean, such a funny guy. He texts me and says, no problem. I'll have my wife put some lentils on. Ah, oh, come on. That's amazing. <laughs> put, a, put the lentils on. <laughs> and then he says, I'll get you in the morning because in the morning I got real motorcycles. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Uh, I mean, this guy is just a natural, the funniest guy I ever met. I mean, he's he's up there with my Uncle Brian and Derek, this guy. Yeah. So next morning, I wake up. You know, I hear the cock-a-doodle-doo. The sun is rising. I already got three sound files on my phone, and uh, they're labeled like like dud, long one, classic. I can't remember what he labeled them. But, and you get a little bit of his vocals beforehand, uh-huh. and it's great. I mean, and the fart is perfect. We put it in. It's the exa- exact length we need. Perfect. I mean, I'll play you one. You want me to play you one? Yeah, he's a fartist, is what he is. Exactly. I mean, I love tr- what a hero that he didn't even he didn't flinch. He didn't go, "What's this for? Why do you need this? Uh, am I going to jail?" He was just like, "You got it. I'm on it." He was on it, and uh, I Venmoed him seven bucks. I was like, "I appreciate it." <laughs> he's a first fart sponder. Here we go. Here's a couple quick ripper. What did he Could say? Did you hear that? He said, oh, home run. Uh, <laughs> motorcycles that's, is great. That's a great one. Here comes another one. <laughs> that one's good. And then here's a real long one. Get ready, folks. <laughs> it sounded wet. Woo, all right. Anyways, that's enough of that. I'll probably get shit for that. People are like, grow up, you losers. But uh, yeah, it, it, it just goes to show you. So I'm uh, I'm in Houston right now, and you know I'm, I'm, I'm rusty, I'm gay, I'm working on an act here, and the, the clock, there's a big clock on the wall there, and that clock is ticking, baby. I mean, you think, oh, I've probably done about 28, 29. You look at the clock, you've done seven. Oof. You know that feeling. Certainly. And so I'm just reaching here. I'm grabbing sticks and twigs and berries from any uh, area I can, and and I'm I'm trying to pull something out of my ass, and it's all put together with gum and tape. And so I'm doing pretty well. I'm I'm cooking, but I'm getting real dirty. Because don't you find you go hacky and you go dirty and you add a lot of fucks when you got nothing? Of course. That's why hacks are hacks. Right, right. They have nothing. I had nothing, so I had like 18 minutes to go with zero material left. Zero. I've got three sheets of paper on the stool. I'm going, I got nothing. I'm reading a laundry list here. I'm panicking. And this lady yells out, you're so fucking lazy. What? And I was like, oh, geez, here we go. So now part of me's like, well, this is bad. This lady's pissed. She's mad. She's obviously yelling. But now I got something to go off of. 
That's nice. A nice little gift. But why'd she call you lazy? What is that? Well, I mean, in her defense, I got 12 papers out. I got post-it notes. I got a whiteboard up there. I- I'm, I'm reading, you know, the, the daily news. Just trying to pull any kind of material out. And but, it turns out I did some porn jokes. I think she dabbled in porn, and that hit hit a hit a nerve. Oh, interesting. Well, first of all, let me just say to me that sounds like the opposite of lazy. That's what I said. You're working. You got notes and a thing. Lazy would be if you were just sitting there with nothing. Right. And the beauty of it, I was doing pretty well, and I I kind of had the audience with me. Like, sorry, folks, I'm working this out. And they were all like, "You got it. Keep going." So they were cool. And so I had them on my side, at least. So when she yelled, they all turned on her. That's always a good feeling. Then I got to go, hey, all right, let's take it easy. And she was so far in the back, I said, I can't see. If I could see you, I'd really uh, insult your physical appearance. But I can't see you, and I'm just trying to get something out of it. But uh, when, when somebody says something that has some some truth to it, it wasn't like, you suck, or you know, your dad's a dick. It was like... You're lazy, and you—you know—we've all had lazy thoughts where you go, "Ah, she's she's kind of right." Yeah, I mean, I would—I don't know that anybody that's ever met you would describe you as lazy. That seems insane, but um, I think this lady's crazy. Maybe she said crazy. It sounded no. like lazy. No, it was pretty clear, uh, and she wasn't Asian, so that that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was weird, and it just—it's the toughest thing about comedy because. You just put out a special. I think you already have a ton of material, or you're about to put out a special. You have a bunch of material in the backlog, though, right? Yeah, I got I got a nice chunk, yeah. So you could headline with new material. Pretty much. I mean, I did one week after I shot, and I did like 15 of the stuff from the special, and then I got about 30 or so. Okay, you know, so... 35. I I didn't prepare. You're the you're the grasshopper. I'm the or wait, you're the you're the spider. I'm the grasshopper. Who's the I'm one who sure. saved all the nuts? I don't even know what you're referencing. This is an Aesop's anal. It's one of those old wives' tales. There's uh, the grasshopper and the and the Nazi or somebody, and the Nazi saved a bunch of nuts, and the grasshopper said, "Hey, have fun with that, Dickless. I'm going to I'm going to the beach." Oh, and I don't know. Then the winter came, and the grasshopper starved to death. The only the grasshopper story I know is when the grasshopper walks into the bar, and the bartender says, uh, "We have a drink named after you," and the grasshopper says. You have a drink named Dennis? <laughs> nice. I mean, that's one of my favorites of that's all time. That's a classic. Yeah. Also, the, uh, the, the, the ninjas say uh, grasshopper. You know, they go, hello, grasshopper, like to the, to the new guys. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it strikes me. You, haven't, you don't hear much about ninjas anymore. Well, that means they're doing a good job, I think. Like, when's the last time you heard a ninja movie? I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja oh. Turtles has been remade, but like ninja, there hasn't been a ninja film or tv show in quite a while yeah you're right i think it's kind of i don't know it's too close to the n-word uh, people are avoiding it i don't know it's uh, ninjas out you're right there was like power rangers ninja turtles and it's all kids with ninjas there was three ninjas remember that movie oh yeah the three ninjas and then there was beverly hills ninja ah yeah chris farley well, this is all 90s yeah you're right ninjas are out we should get back on the ninja scene yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. Did that have a ninja? Well, I guess you had Kill Bill, but that was more uh, kung fu-y. I don't know. And even that was almost 20 years ago. Yikes. Here we go with the years. I know. I think about it all the time. That was 17 years ago. Or so the way, the way you look at the 70s is how my dad looked at the 30s. Isn't that insane? My dad was born in 47. Wait, what? 
You were born in the eighties. Thirty-seven. My dad's born in forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say thirty? Maybe you did say. I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. So he was born in forty-seven. So he's so, ten years older than my dad. So the year, the decade before he was born was the thirties, and the decade before we were born was the seventies. It's insane. Like that, the thirties was like the depression and tenement buildings and uh, horse-drawn carriages and ladies with a big mole and a mustache stirring a pot and the clotheslines and shit. You know, that's insane. I mean, that's the stuff. Like talking, we talk. You know, not to get whatever, but all the stuff going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and everything. You think about it, it's like this is only a couple generations away from slavery. Yes, as Louis would say, it's two old ladies dying back to back. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's, that's, it's, it's wild. Crazy to think like your great great grandfather is involved in like the 1830s. I know it's insane. I'm like, and you just want to tell the guy like you got no idea what's coming. Like the internet, TV, uh, porn. It's gonna be wild. And people were happier. I was just reading a thing. Yeah. About gratitude and like putting yourself in your. Uh, like great grandparents, your forefathers or whatever, your ancestors is the word, put them in their position like to think about what that must have been like. No windows. You had no window. Things could yeah. just fly in. The weather would just come in. Yes. No central heating. You'd have to have yes. a fireplace and like gather around it. No TV, no radio, no internet, no yep. lights, no electricity, no AC. Totally, totally. And that was like, life was all about Okay, it was all seasonal. Okay, the winter's coming. We got to do this. Okay, the summer's here. We got a crop. Make hay while the sun shines. It was all just survival, survival. And I think in a sloppy, douchey way, that's kind of how we're wired. And uh, we were probably a little more sane then. Oh, 100%. I think the studies that we were like happier then. The internet's oh, killing yeah. us. Side note, I deleted Twitter off my phone on Friday. I feel like a million bucks. But Good wait, for you. weren't we getting to something? Weren't you telling a story? I think we went crazy. Oh, well, let me just say this because we're talking about the 30s. I was getting to this heckle lady. So the 30s, isn't that crazy that in like 1932, somebody said something offensive and somebody went, Jesus, man, it's 1932. You got to you gotta wake up. Like we always do that. Like, hey, it's 2020. You still doing this shit? But they did that back then. Like the year is just the year. It's an arbitrary bullshit number. We're just humans who happen to be alive now. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, guess... That's the nice thing about progress. We are still progressing. Yeah, yeah, I guess it took, so. It took a long time before people were like, like I was, I tweeted this the other day about people. There must have been a first guy that was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't uh, drink and drive. Yeah, yeah. It seems, seems a little dangerous. Like there must have been one person at one point that was like, what if, what if we just didn't drive while we we're drunk? And right. then everyone else is probably like this, shut up, you fucking homo, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my friend Neil Stasny had this great bit like, you could probably have been the governor of a state if you had just, like back in the day, if you were like, oh, I'm not racist. They would have been like, holy shit. Like just blow people's minds by being not racist. Yeah, how nice. I think this has been someone's bit before, but like how nice. I watched like a documentary about Bill Russell and he's like crying. He's like, Bob Cousy ate out of my French fries and I knew he was a good man. <laughs> I'm like, what a nice thing that must have been. Yeah. To just, I mean, not for the you know, black people, but the idea of just like, I eat Damien Lemon's onion ring and they're like, this guy's a hero. I know, it's so easy. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you get I'm a like, photo of you high-fiving Jackie Robinson and all of a sudden, but then on the flip side, you get the N-word lover. Hey, you know, you, what do you, like, go back to your area, you seg segregation, I don't know. Yeah, they, they beat you up or whatever, but uh, nice, nice back then. You didn't have to, uh, you know, 
post a certain thing, saying the right thing with the right wording. Back then, you could just have your arm around, uh, you know, BB King, and people were like, <laughs> "Well done." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I also wanted to say, uh, so yeah, I did this heckle thing, whatever. She got thrown out, which was fun, but uh, yeah, boy, I'll tell you, that's the thing about stand up with these shows. It's so funny because these comic or these audience members see the special. So they'll see your special. They'll go, we like this guy. This is a polished, funny, whatever, good joke comic. And then they come see you, and you're the exact opposite. And they're, I think they're a little confused. So it's a, oh. it's a, like imagine seeing LeBron James on TV have the game of his life, and then you go see him, and he sucks. Like He doesn't lose skill after he does well or after he records something, much like us. Not skill, but we lose content. Yes, and even that analogy is tough because they still got to see the other 11 guys. There was still a game going back and forth. They're just bummed that he had a bad night. It would be like if you went and saw the Stones and they had a bunch of notes out and they kept starting yes. and restarting yes. and you're like, what the fuck? But some exactly. people love this. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I think the real comedy nut jobs, they get it. They know what the hell's going on. But even as the guy delivering the, the shit jokes, you still want to fucking prove it to him like oh no i can do it so right. it's it just it's tough on the ego well this is where we miss the comedy club the comedy cellar the stand and these clubs to work places out i mean that's where it's brutal yeah. and yeah. i was talking to a couple of different comics that were saying you know i want to go back to work but i can't go and do a headlining show i need you need the seller or something yeah to do 10 minutes eight minutes whatever it'd be nice uh, but speaking of working out, that's not a good segue, but uh, we do have uh, a sponsor this week, and we are very happy about this sponsor. This week's episode of Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Blue Chew. You know it, the first chewable dick pill. Yes. While we're all stuck at home, what's something we could all use a little more of? Human contact, sure. But also, we need sweet, sweet lovemaking. It is a stress reliever. It's true. I'm grateful for it. Hell yeah. With Blue Chew, you'll be keeping your loved one at a healthy distance six inches away, if you know what I mean. Generous. Blue Chew is the best. It has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. This stuff is first class. We all get in a weird space mentally sometimes. You're a little anxious, so you got the little couple problems down there. You get yourself a chewable dick pill. Take oh, yeah. Blue Chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since it's chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. It's fast and easy. Here, here. I'm on one right now. I chew them like candy. They actually taste great. And the other pills, whatever you want to take, they're not chewable. This is great because it's so quick. Sometimes you just get in the heat of the, the throes of passion and you got to just guzzle one down. So get on it quick. Right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TUESDAYS. You just got to pay the five clams and shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code TUESDAYS to try it free. BlueChew.com, finally a website that can give you an erection. Boy, yeah. they really cut to the chase on that copy. Certainly. Well, tell me some other Houston things. What's it like down there? How's it going? Are you getting nervous? Are you seeing sick people? Do they have masks on? Are the shows good? Am I gay? What's going on? Well, it's getting interesting now because uh, 
Look, I, I'm a freewheeling, cum-guzzling chooch, and, uh, you know, I like to live by the seat of my khakis, but I did a meet-and-greet, first show, Friday, Saturday, uh, fr- Friday late show, meet-and-greet. Saturday, I get a text from the club, hey, we're kind of pushing it with the meet-and-greet. Do you want to, let's just, let's just call it quits on that. And I was like, hey, done and done. Now I'm not the bad guy. You guys don't want to do it. I don't. I never want to do it. I mean, it's nice meeting the the Tuesdays and everything, but it's a lot of work, and it's you know, it's it's more of a risk. So they they nix that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like handshakes. We should do away with it forever. It seems like it. So I think uh, I think people are starting to worry a little. I don't know if they're actually worried about illness, but maybe they're starting to worry about are we going to get called a bunch of so and sos if we don't follow the rules and maybe we should just try not to get in trouble and what if some guy gets sick from here and now it's on us so it's it's even if it's a liability i think people are taking precautions now that's good yeah it's it's weird i mean i was talking to shelby about it off mic and we talk about it a lot but there's cases spiking over here and then you look at where the cases are going up it's the entire bottom of the country everything below the uh, you know Mason Dixing equator. Yeah. It's really getting rough. And I'm supposed to be at Side Splitters at the end of July, but Florida's spiking. Vecchi owns there now or was there this past weekend. I'll talk to him, but I don't know what to think because you don't want to be a spreader. It's not just about us getting sick. I feel healthy, whatever, but I don't want to be giving it to every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry and Larry and Susan. That's how I feel. Like I'm a queef, so I just assume that I can't get it, and I'm like, I think I had it in February. I'm immune. It's, it's like chicken pox, you know? But you never know if you got it in your in your ball sack and then you shoot a load onto a dinner tray and then they get it. So you got to be careful, I guess. And but it's just so fun being on a week a road weekend. Like I did some guy's podcast where he drank whiskeys and it's called uh, shit whiskey neat. whiskey brothers. Maybe that's it. Something like that, and it was great. And I'm hanging out with the openers, Zide and uh, Andrew Youngblood, and we got lunch after at a diner. And it's like those things about the road, you know, where you're like, "Oh, the show's at seven tonight. You got to race home from the restaurant, take a shower, look at your notes real quick, then run to the club, and you go out after to the bars, and you see all the local guys, and they come to the show, and that's the 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 stuff that you missed the most that you forgot about. Because in your head, you're like. Going down to the improv, gotta gotta work a set out, gotta figure it out. I'm a rusty. Here we go. But it's all those little things where you forget about the Rona for eight seconds and you're living a life again. Right. Yeah. That's nice. The thing I miss the most right now is the actual performance. I like the connection of on stage and expressing yourself and getting those laughs. And I actually do miss the uh, meet and greet as much as we talk about it. Yes. Because it's nice to have, see people's faces and the joy and you kind of connect with the fact that they just really enjoyed the show and they go, that was awesome. We love you. We listen. You, whatever. Uh, I do miss that because electronically it doesn't quite have yeah. the same pop, you know. Yes. And but I'm, I miss, a, I'm a, oops, sorry. Oh, I just miss the shows. I miss getting up there and working it out. It's a beautiful thing and, and you're scared again. Like... You know, it's that thing where it's 4 o'clock and you go, oh, the show's in three hours. Oh, the show's in two hours. And you just start thinking about it and you get in your head again, whereas before it was like, ah, we got two shows tonight. Fuck. Now it's, we got two shows tonight. Ah, what are we going to do? And it's way more uh, it's way more fear-inducing than it used to be. Before it was almost a nuisance. Now it's like, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to do 45 minutes? I'm doing 45 on the penny. Right. Yeah, boy, I, I do miss it, but I, I keep, 
wanting to work and i talked to my agent and he's just like i don't know i mean they got a spike over there and a spike over here right and they, right the crowd is only 50 percent. you're gonna be working for less money and risking this and whatever yeah. but it's like you said i got comics from all over texting are you going back to work i don't know are right. you going back to work and right it's funny how insecure all these comics are comics in their 50s are just like what, what are you doing should i do what you do and <laughs> yeah that's how we check we all check in with each other and yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to be here. I will say the plane. Don't freak out about the plane. The plane is the 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 best part. Like, there's no one on there. You got your mask on. The the stewardess has got the mask on. The guy in the other row's got a mask on, and it's recycled air. But I think it's I think it's all right. Yeah, I read a thing that said uh, flying is not as bad as people think because. They clean the fuck out of everything, and then they said, "Just leave your vent on, your overhead vent, the whole time, because it's blowing, ah. you know, tits on your ass." Sure. Um, Good so, call. yeah, it said, "Leave that on, wipe everything down if you have to." But they also say it doesn't live on surfaces, so I don't know what the fuck. But I did hear that planes aren't quite as dangerous as we think. Leave your mask on, leave your vent on. Yes. And yes. Boo. So here's something I wanted to bring up to you. I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh, I forgot to say I went to. Cape Cod with the lady, sure. and we got pretty bored out there. And her dad's like this, you know, nice, you know, dad type dude. He's got a high jeans on and a, and a couple of penny loafers. And he goes, "You ever play golf?" And I go, "Ah, you know, I don't know how to play. I play putt putt." And he goes, "We should go hit a few balls at the driving range." And I was like, "I've never held a golf club in my life unless I was swinging at a at a at a intruder or something." And he was like, "Well, I'll teach you." And it was, you know. Whenever somebody offers you some crazy thing, my first instinct is to go, no, thank you. That sounds like work. I'm good. But I just had this this queef up my dick hole, and I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. So we went to the backyard, and he pulls out a wood and an iron and a boner, and he goes, uh, all right, let's hit these ping pong balls. So I look like a fucking special needs kid. I'm swinging it wrong, and I got my elbows bent and my head up and my back arched and my tits out. <laughs> And I got pretty good, like not pretty good, but I got it down. And then we hightailed it over the driving range. Had a blast. I mean, I'm hitting these things off into creation, and I hit a pond, and I hit a kid, and it was great. Oh, well, first of all, driving range. When I was a teenager, that's all we ever did. I mean, that really? was like one of the main things. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, and that was like one of three things you could do. And right. a lot of the driving ranges were also batting cages. So you'd hit the driving range, and then you'd go to the batting cage. Ah. Or you'd go to the batting cage, you go to the driving range. And what's funny is I never thought this was weird. I went to the driving range for years before I ever golfed. Uh -huh. People were like, yo, you golf? And I'm like, no, I just go to the driving range. People thought that was crazy. But right. I always thought a driving range is like its own standalone activity. Totally. The golf is a commitment. It takes hours. You're on a trail. You get lost. You're in a cart. You got it's competitive. I'm, I'm losing. I, I keep, right. I'm hitting the ball into the woods and the water, and then yes. you're losing your ball. Yes. Whereas a driving range, you're just hitting the balls everywhere. Right. But, um, yeah, a driving range was a thing we'd do a couple times a week back when I was a teen, but um, yeah, golfing's like the funnest. I fucking love golf. I'm a, so I'm a golf guy. So fun. And, you know, I always thought, because I'm from the inner city, so golfing to me was like khaki pants, polo shirt, uh, saddle shoes, and some guy named Phil Mickelson or whoever the fuck, you know, with a sweater vest on. So I, I always put it over there. And then you show up to the driveway. Everybody's got a beer in their hand. It's a bunch of guys in shorts. 
and it was it was free and easy and fun. Not free, but like you're free you're free uh, to roam, right to roam. And you can buy a bucket of balls, have a couple of beer. It was the best day of my life. No, it's a great activity. Yeah, people have that weird thing about golf. Like yeah. that's professional golfers. Right. It would be like if you were like, "Hey, we're getting the gang together. We're gonna play football." And you were like, oh, I got to get a helmet and knee pads and, right. uh, you know, get a tattoo and yeah, we're, we're going to get 60,000 people together. Like, you're right. like, no, we're going to play fucking flag football, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But, no, golf is like the funnest. You smoke a cigar, a, a bat, and uh, yeah, I mean, I used to get hammered out there. Drive those carts around. You do weird <laughs> shit. You do a wheelie. I mean, my uncle Dale and I have flipped golf carts and shit. It was fun. Oh, that's a great time, and it's so laid back. Like, you, you hit a few balls, you, you sit on the bench, you watch your friend hit a few balls, and I'm taking photos of them and everything. It was it was awesome. I, I'm going to try to do that at Chelsea Piers when that opens. Yeah, I mean, it costs a million dollars. A ah. fun place to golf is in L.A., the Los Feliz Swingers Golf Course. It costs like nine bucks. Oh, yeah. It's a little nine-hole pitch and putt. It's amazing. I go every single you, time I go there. Can you drive them, or is it all pitch and putt? It's all pitch and putt. That's why they call it okay. a pitch and putt. All right. But I want that range. Uh, well, that's fun also. I'm just saying next time you're in L.A., you want to golf, boo boom. It, costs, it I'm takes down. an hour and a half and uh, costs you 10 bucks. But no, golfing's the best. I used to, When I was drinking, though, I was like, by the 11th hole, you're like, fuck this. Right. That's the only golf problem. You get tired and you're like, fuck, I don't want to golf anymore. I just want to smoke a cigar and booze. Well, they say you're walking like seven miles. It's like... Uh Jesus or Moses through the desert. It's just hot, you know, you're on your feet the whole time. You got a bag on your back unless you know a black guy. It's brutal. Oh, only an asshole fucking walks when he golfs though. Oh, really? You get the cart. All right, you got to get the you cart. You bump into those walking guys, you're like, "What do you think you're better than me? Fuck you." I mean, I hate the walkers. No one likes the walkers. They take forever. White walkers. And the funnest part is the driving. You try to scoop a guy up. You got to jump on the car as you whiz by. <laughs> you try to you hit the other guy. Then you loosen the, the strap on the back so when they pull away, the golf clubs spill out. Classic ah, move. This is great. Yeah. Oh, golfing's the funnest. So fun. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. And I put, a, I put a story of me swinging on Instagram, and I got 8,000. You fucking suck. Kill yourself. Boy, that's the worst form I've ever seen. You, what, you got scoliosis? You chooch. Oh, yeah. it's Everyone wants to tell you. how You can't do anything without everyone telling you what to do. It's why I'm trying to get away from this social media. It's destroying our skulls. Yes, yes. So you mentioned getting shithoused on the, uh, on the course. So I don't know what got into me, but I think it's the quarantine and the time alone and the, the, the gayness. But Ari Shafir hits me up on Thursday. So I'm leaving Houston on Friday morning to go to Houston, the whole thing. All right, Shafir hits me up at noon on Thursday and goes, I got nothing to do today. What are you doing? I said, I got nothing. I'm leaving for Houston tomorrow in the morning. He goes, let's get a drink. I go, fuck it, it's noon. The sun's out. He's Jewish. Let's do it. So we, I meet him in the village, the, the East Village. We go buy a margarita. We're walking around. One of the great things about the pandemic, very lax on open container in this town. Oh, yeah. The rules have changed out here. They don't give a shit. And... Uh, so one margarita, now we get two, now we're on our third, we walk into some garden, you know there's those weird gardens in the East Village that like, are they public, are they private, I don't know. Yes. So we walk, we walk into some garden, now we're just talking comedy, we're screaming like, you fucking like that guy, that guy sucks, you know, going back and forth, and some guy, like this hippy dippy guy is like, hey, you guys want to 
chill the fuck out. Like this is a, a, a Zen garden, and you guys are saying uh, you know slurs over here, and we're like, oh, sorry. And then he goes, well, while you're here, can you help me rearrange the garden? <laughs> what? So we're kind of like, uh, but you know, Ari, Ari's half in the bag and he's 98 years old. And he's like, I would love to do that. I, I, I haven't gotten any exercise. And he's all into stupid, weird shit. And he's open-minded. So now we're, we're moving barrels and rolling over buckets and, and replanting. Uh, we got our hands dirty. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Uh, it was all right. But it was one of those, can we leave now? Can we leave now? And so finally we leave. We hit, we hit more bars, more benches, more walking, more talking. And he calls DeRosa. DeRosa goes, come over. So now we go to DeRosa's house in the village, and he's got booze over there. And uh, we go at it with DeRosa. Now, before I know it, it's like 2 a.m. I got a wow. flight at 8. Jesus. It was like the old days, and I realized like how reckless we used to be. And I was like, what am I doing here? And I got back home, and the lady's like, what are you what the hell's going on? You reek of, uh, you smell like whiskey and this and that. And I was like, it's tequila. And then that alarm just, beep, 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 beep. You get two seconds of sleep. You get on the flight. Brutal flight. Brutal. Oof. Was it full or quiet? What, what, what are we talking? Well, here, I pulled a list. Uh-oh. So I'm hungover. I'm in the, the Uber on the way to LaGuardia. And I'm going, let me check the app. I, my vision's blurry. I'm shitting blood. And I go, all right, I'm in seat 22B. Let me see what happens if I push seat 11A, which is comfort. Mm-hmm. It says, no no problem, $0. All right. Nice. So I go, I, I, I crank up to 11A. I get through security. There's no line. It's a breeze over there at, at the airport now. And I get to my seat, nice aisle seat. I got a lady on the window, nice middle seat open. The whole back of the plane is pretty empty. And then this guy's coming down, big fat guy, like a Michael Moore, John Goodman, Ralphie May motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he walks right by me. Woo. But then here comes Batembe Batumbo. This is the biggest black guy you've ever seen. He's got to be seven foot eight, huge arms, wide shoulders, sits down in the middle seat. Oh, middle seat during Corona? Come on. I know. And he's, he, he, you could tell he was like a late addition. Like he just barely made it on the plane. He bought his ticket two seconds ago and they just threw him in the middle. And I'm talking, his arms are on every armrest on the whole row. He's got his feet out. He's got, he's got a man spread like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I look in the back of the plane. There's nobody there. So I go, I'm just going to sit in the back. And I get up and sit in another seat. And the, the stewardess goes, ah, you can't do that for some reason with Corona. And I was like, well, what's the difference? There's nobody here. She was like, yeah, yeah, you can't do it. So I had to sit next to this guy for five, four hours. It was the longest flight of my life. Jesus, that sounds strange. What, Delta, what are they doing? I thought people weren't selling the middle seat and all this shit, which supposed to be spacing out or distancing, whatever. Well, it was American. Maybe that's the rub. Ah, American. I hate those Americans. I mean, this dude was huge. His feet were this big, and I couldn't believe it was like out of a comedy movie, like... Here comes uh, Shaquille O'Neal coming down. Oh, there's Bo Jackson. Everybody watch out. And then, uh, man, that guy took up every... I was, I was up, on the, up in the aisle armrest like this. Brutal. And it brought me right back to like the old road days. I'm like, I'm in preferred here. How'd I get fucked in preferred? Oof. It's so strange to hear anything airport and checking the app because it's been so distant out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. So... If I'm getting corona, it's going to be on this trip because the drinking all night with Ari, no sleep, eight, I took two, I had two flights because I had a layover, 
And then Mctembe Matumbo, he's got something. And then uh, and then I've just been boozing it up in in Houston and doing two shows a night. So if I'm gonna get it, this is it. All right. Well, be careful out there. You heard it here and, first, folks. And it's so weird about Ari because Ari and uh, Bob Kelly and Sarah and I are going camping tomorrow. What? And. He's giving me all this shit. He's like nervous. He's like a different guy. He's like, I don't know if I want to rent a car. I don't know how we're going to get up there. I don't want to get in an Uber. And he's like a nervous Nelly, which is so interesting because people bust my balls about anxiety, Ari oh, particularly, he's and bad. something bad happens. Now Ari's just all changed. He's usually the mushroom, free spirit, free thinking guy. And he's like, I'm not taking an Uber. I can tell you that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uber, there's a plastic divide. You keep the windows down. It's one guy. Uber's great. He's got a mask on. He's got gloves on. Ari had, he purelled his asshole after every time we sat down. He purelled his eyeballs if he saw something weird. I mean, he was, he was all over the map with the, with the hygiene. And I'm like, we're getting hammered on the streets of New York City. We're going to DeRosa's shitbox. Like, you're fucked, man. This purell's not going to save you. Weird. Yeah, it's weird to kind of hear him talking like that about, I don't know if I want to do this, and I don't know if I want to do that. and It's totally weird. It's it's so unlike him, but he's, uh, he's I have a theory that people even out, you know, he's this freewheeling flip phone. I live in China for six weeks and fuck a dog. And then when the pandemic hits, he's like, if you don't wear a mask, you're a fucking asshole. Ah, and he was flipping out people, not wearing masks and shit. I was like, this is a new side of you. Yeah, interesting, and it's funny because I feel like I've zenned out during this. Like, I'm an anxious guy, I'm paranoid about this, and I got hypochondria, and this happened, and now I feel like, ah, it's all fine, it's groovy, man. Right, right. So, the crisis is, is, is treating me well. Yeah, you seem... A nice even kilter. Oh, I feel great. Well, all I do is meditate and read all day now. Before, wow. I was running around with my, my asshole on fire... And my dad blowing me and everything was scary. But now there's so much downtime. I don't have to worry about making a flight. I don't have to worry about performing and meeting and greeting and the alarm clock going off and this and that. And so I've just been sitting here all introspective and, uh, you know, having sex and connecting with my wife and whatever the fuck. Yeah. And uh, we had a great time yesterday. Sarah and I went and we met up with uh, Katie Hannigan, our pal. Yes. Vecchione, who they're an item. He's yes. out in Tampa side splitters getting corona and heckled probably. Oh, yeah. And so the three of us walked and we were like, we got this place, Sunnyside Gardens, we go to every couple days. And she's like, I'd like to go there. So we walked all the way out there. Beautiful day, 80 degrees, masks on, whatever. And we went through these secret, beautiful gardens, had some nice convo. And then nice. Sarah and I came back here. I ordered a pizza. I'm saying, fuck the uh, reflux. I'm not even worried about that shit anymore. Yeah. Just eating pizza. I got an ice cream. We watched uh, all the nonsense on the telly. We laughed about it, and it's been quite delightful. Yeah, look at you. You're meditating. You're reading. You're eating. You're in a garden. You're, uh, yeah, you're fucking I might never. Out. I might never go back. It's scary, man. I tell you, when you have a flight, I think that's part of why I got shit-faced, because all the anxiety of the flight and the gigs and the, the new material, like, I think I got drunk just to kind of suppress that a little bit, but... I don't know. You got to face reality. The booze is not, uh, it's not your friend, but no, but <laughs> it, it's, I mean, next time you get back on a plane, it's gonna, it ain't going to be autopilot. No pun intended. It, it, it feels definitely like 
How do I do? Okay. Uh, oh, uh, are we early? Are we late? Uh, did I bring my 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 razor? My tampon? You know, it, it it's scary again. No, it's strange to think about because, like I, we've talked about it before, but like September through December, I flew every single week, both ways. I mean, it's like yes. so many flights, and uh, I'm just hoping Delta keeps my status. They said they would, and I got a couple thousand dollars worth of credits because I didn't take. There's like 20 flights I didn't take, so. Ah. But it is weird to even think about the idea of getting on a plane right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ah, uh, shit, what was I going to say? You had something with the garden, the zen. Ah, I can't remember. God damn it. Oh, I got it. Speaking of zen, so I want to give a shout out to this guy. I couldn't do the meet and greet, so I had the, uh, you know, the manager comes in. Hello, come into the green room. There's a guy out here, he said he's got something to give you. And I was like, oh, great, he's going to give me Corona. But uh, that's always a, a risky thing, you know? But I was like, ah, fuck it. I go outside, huge Tuesday, nicest guy in the world, hands me a big jar of shrooms. Oh. So I don't know the guy's name, but I got to give a shout out to that guy. Good egg. God love you. Thank you for the shrooms. I can't wait to take them. And Lord knows we need them now more than ever. Yeah, I just uh, rewatched the Bill Hicks documentary for the first time in a couple of years. We were texting, and uh, it's all about the show. That, that movie really makes you want to do some mushrooms. It's a real yeah. mushroom movie. And, oh, yeah. Uh, what a fine artist. Great film. Good Love stuff. It. And it was inspiring, but it was making me want to go do stand I wrote like several pages in my notebook for the first time in a while. I know. You said some of the bits. You got some some killer stuff there, and uh, we're all we're all excited to hear it, and it's fun getting back, man, but it, it still doesn't feel the same because you know it it could go away in any moment or it's still like a pandemic-y vibe in the air, but, boy, it's cathartic. It's It feels good. Yeah, I got to get... I'm trying to figure out where I can do a set. I, mean, I did that one set on the back of a truck, and that was nice, so it's got yeah. lit a little bit of a spark, so trying to figure some stuff out. We'll get there. We'll get there, folks, and we're going to get there together. Hit the Patreon, to tell a friend. Let's let's build the Tuesday army. We love you. We need you. And uh, get a shirt and tell a friend and queef it up. Yeah, get some merch. Check out the merch and uh, yeah, hit the, hit the Patreon because there's a lot of great stuff on there that you might be missing out on. Live episodes, the first 150 episodes, 177 episodes. We're breaking down sets. You get the video early. A lot of stuff, and you can join for four or five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you want. So. Go do that, please. Yes. Here, 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 here. Be queer and fuck a steer. Yeah. Steers and queers, and we're all out of queer, whatever that line is. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, and stay safe, everybody. You know, be safe. Do what you do. Make your choices. Live your life. Be nice. Be kind. Please rewind. And uh, thanks for listening. We love you. Yeah. Take care. Comb your hair. Praise Allah. I'll see you, buddy. Farts, tits. See you later. Georgia Saint, cut it. Got it. <laughs>